0: Into the arms of Davis, and a superior team all season long, was the superior team tonight. And the Kentucky Coronation is complete. Champions 2012. Benny Snell needs five yards to break Sonny Collins' career rushing record. They give it to Benny, straight ahead, 10 ten, five, touchdown! Welcome back in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast, your go to podcast for the Kentucky football and basketball programs. We've been off for a while now. We took the month of July off, and we're very excited to be back as we ramp up for the opening of the Kentucky football season as our Wildcats host Miami of Ohio on our home turf tomorrow afternoon. Football is back in the bluegrass. I am your host, Sam Bradley, today, and I will not be joined with my brother, AJ Bradley, as we couldn't make our schedules uh, work together. So I will just be bringing you guys back into the season. As I stated, we've been off for quite some time now. So honestly, we just wanted to bring you guys back up to speed. The Wildcats programs have obviously marched on, and we need to get you guys everything that you need to get ready for this upcoming season for both football and for basketball. want to get you guys rolling on all the football news that we missed out on over the last month, as well as our basketball program. It was a slow month of July as we wrapped up the summer camp for the football program, and our Kentucky Wildcats basketball program spent a week down in the Bahamas taking on some professional teams down there. So we'll bring you back up to speed there. Um, Obviously a lot of recruiting news, but we're very excited to be back in person, live with you guys as we ramp up for this exciting 2022-2023 college football season. I mean, I am absolutely amped up, y'all. This is going to be a heck of a year. The Wildcats are on the verge of something very special on the heels of a 10-win season again. We've got our star quarterback back at the helm. It can really shake up to be whatever we want it to be. Um, you know, we've got a new offensive coordinator and we've got a lot to be excited about as a Kentucky Wildcats fan. I really want to just start off by opening it up with some of the football news. Um, obviously, that's a little more pressing. I want to let you guys know that AJ will be coming to you guys live tomorrow by himself and he will do a pre look at our home opener against the Miami of Ohio. He'll kind of go through what our expectations are for the game, what we're excited to to take a look at, and obviously, hopefully, um, what our estimated outcome will be for the, uh, for the game. But, starting back with the most prevalent and needed football news to get you guys up to speed, it was a good month of July for the Kentucky Wildcats. Um, we got some much-needed depth in the class of 2023 from some of the recruits that we've added to the roster. Um. So we're just going to dive right into it, and we'll get you guys up to speed, starting with none other than our most recent ad, the four-star Jeremiah Collins. He has decommitted from the Louisville Cardinals and immediately scheduled a visit to UK. We're really excited about this opportunity. He's a cornerback from the state of Kentucky. Like I stated, he is a four-star. He's a highly recruited individual. Um, we lost the original recruitment battle, and he chose Louisville. Obviously, with his decommitment, we see a great opportunity for him to become a Wildcat in the near future for the class of twenty twenty three. Um, with the scheduling of his visit, it is going to be once the season starts. So he'll actually be attending a home football game with us in the month of um, October. So very excited about that news. Hopefully, it's someone we can lock down. Um, obviously, it's not a for-sure deal. Our crystal ball for him is about at a 80%. So, um, you know, chances are looking good, but that'd be a big add for us. Obviously, you know, AJ and I have discussed in depth with, um, you know, previous AOK podcast episodes that cornerback is definitely a position that we have needed some depth over the last couple seasons that we have lacked. Um, you know, our secondary Let's be honest, has just not been the strong suit of our program the last couple of years. Uh, Mark Stoops and defense have obviously recognized that opportunity, and I think they've done a great job adding depth to that much-needed position. So this would be an awesome opportunity in the class of 2023 to continue that progress that we've made this offseason. You know, next, I really want to dive in to four-star defensive back, another Jeremiah Aglin. He commits to UK. He is a firm commit, and he comes to us from the state of Sunshine. He comes from Florida. Um, This was a big ad. Another heavily recruited individual that chose the Wildcats over some competitive SEC schools like Texas A&M and Tennessee. Um, So a big ad here on the defensive end of the ball. Next, we'll actually um, hear about the four-star linebacker so another defensive player that we added grant godfrey has chose to sign with kentucky which is honestly one of the recruits that i'm most excited about so far within the last uh, month or so as far as what we've added to this program for next season he is a linebacker so this is a huge replacement opportunity for us losing deandre scare and obviously jacques jones We needed someone to come in that is going to be day one ready. I think Godfrey is that individual. Um, Massive linebacker, great vision, really like what I see. Obviously, um, he's kind of more of a raw potential type player. He's definitely going to get some development. But Mark Stoops was open and honest about his leadership qualities that he really liked, um, which is a huge portion of this because obviously when we're replacing our three year captain in DeAndre Square, we need someone on that back back end of the business next year to really hold it down for us. So that's super exciting that we added. Um I know obviously I'm just throwing a couple of names out there of these four star recruits that we've added in the month of July for next season. Um, you know, we'll dive into them more. I think obviously your guys' mindsets are definitely set on Sam, we play a football game tomorrow. Let's be talking about that. So, honestly, just wanted to get you guys back up to speed. Those are kind of the the most notable names that I wanted to get on your guys' radar. Um, We'll dive into them more as the season progresses when we have some time. I think the biggest takeaway, guys, is Mark Stoops is on a roll again. I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, we're on the heels of a very successful 10-win season, a bowl win season, obviously, last year, and a notable bowl Obviously uh, it's a new year six um and what I'm most excited about is he now has fifteen notable commits for next season for the class of twenty twenty three putting the Kentucky Wildcats again in the top fifteen in the nation for recruiting class. I mean, he did it this last year he's doing it again, guys. I mean you can see Mark Stoops is absolutely going to work with this program and his successes are starting to pay off. I mean, we're getting notable recruits now. I mean, think of all the years, guys, that the Kentucky Wildcats program was above average, yet we were only getting three-star recruits. I mean, Mark Stupin's staff, we've talked about this. They recruit and develop, recruit and develop. And now we're really getting some raw potential in these four stars that um, can really elevate our program to the next level. And that's extremely exciting. So something definitely to keep looking forward to um, as we progress throughout the season. And obviously we'll be hosting recruits all fall. Um, So that's really exciting. As I alluded to earlier with uh, Jeremiah Collins coming in for an October game. Um, But like I said, your guys focus, my focus is on this season. It starts tomorrow. We're absolutely pumped up. Um, You know, we all know the expectations this year So let's dive into it. I think the biggest news that has come out since our last episode was we have officially released the depth chart for the Kentucky Wildcats for Game 1 against Miami of Ohio. Um, Most notable, let's just rip the Band-Aid off, Chris Rodriguez is not on that depth chart. Um, Mark Stoops hasn't really commented on any of the interviewing questions regarding Chris Rodriguez's status. He is um, quote-unquote suspended. Um, he's ineligible to play. We think it's roughly around a three- to four-game suspension um, from all the trickle-down from, obviously, his arrest earlier this summer and um, some repercussions that happened within the organization just as far as what Mark Stoops and company is you know, holding him accountable for. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. But unfortunately, that does mean he's out for the Game 1. He will be out for definitely Game 2 against... Florida on the road. So that's something that we need to keep note of. But when we look at the depth chart, who steps up? None other than Cavassier Smoke. Um, You know, that's obviously a very capable back that we trust and have been able to see success with within this organization. So I have no concern, um, especially week one without Chris. You know, it it is what it is, guys. We uh, we've got to move forward. It's next man up mentality. And Cavassier obviously knows that well, and he's ready for an extremely productive season while Chris is out and after obviously he even gets back. Um, It's going to be very exciting to see him get his starting opportunity. He did make a comment that he knows, um, you know, what the expectations are for the season that he's excited to be the working back and obviously have that on his shoulders. So absolutely pumped for Cavassier for this opportunity. Um, You know, not every day do you get to get the starting position. So this is a very cool position he finds himself in. And obviously, Chris, we're excited to have you back hopefully three, four games into the season. Um, wish you nothing but the best. And, you know, Chris has got on his horizon breaking Benny Snell's rushing record at UK. So, you know, the longer he's out, the the more he's got to average per game. I think it's, you know, if he sits out four games, he's got to average over 100 yards a game to break his record. So, um, you know, don't get me wrong. That's probably not lost on Chris's mentality going forward. So very excited for that. But I think the other biggest thing to take away from our depth chart coming out is, the Kentucky Wildcats have 12 freshmen on the depth chart in either starting or secondary rotation players. So um, obviously Mark Stoops made a comment about the end of the summer training camp and the depth chart coming out and basically just said, "Like we have seen some real talent and development of some of our star freshmen, and they're going to get a great opportunity to play. Uh, This is going to be one of Mark Stoops' most heavily dominated teams by freshmen. Um, Don't get me wrong. We we still have plenty of star talent at key positions that have obviously plenty of years with the UK program or transfer ends. But um, I I do think it's unique that we've got some real young, raw talent. I'm very excited about that, especially at key specialty positions, um, like wide receiver with Dan Key and uh, Barry and Brown. So we've got a lot of great Opportunity with some of these guys that obviously we don't have a ton of footage on. So, week one, I'm ready to go. I really want to just see what, um, you know, especially our offense looks like. I know that that's probably something all of us are looking forward to with some of our star players like Cavassier and Chris down the road, and obviously none other than our star quarterback, Will Levis. But, um, you know, we've definitely got some raw potential there. It's going to be a very exciting year, especially opportunities with these freshmen to just develop as the year goes on. Next big thing is you guys have seen it. I've seen it. All Big Blue Nation knows it. We come in as number 20 in the entire nation. The Kentucky Wildcats are starting the season in the top 25 for only their second time in program history. This is big news, y'all. I mean, obviously, we finished last year and we were able to retain a lot of our most key players, um, obviously had a great off-season and a top 15 recruiting class coming in. And that's where you see us fall to, uh, you know, number 20 overall. So we obviously open up against the unranked Miami of Ohio, but this is really exciting. I mean, when you start in the top 25, obviously you got eyes on you. So any slip up, that's bad news, but obviously hitting the road week two against Florida will be a great opportunity to, you know, kind of solidify the talk of the town as far as what the Wildcats truly are this year. So that's absolutely exciting. I am um, not trying to get ahead of ourselves. You know, we've got an opponent coming to our barn that we've got to defend. We did a great job last year, obviously, with only losing one game to Tennessee at home. So we've got to defend our home turf, and you can never overlook any opponent. And I know Mark Stoops is going to have the boys ready to roll tomorrow. But, gosh, I am just so pumped for football, being back, in the Bluegrass State. I mean... I'm not going to be there in person. Unfortunately, I do have season tickets. Uh, I will be down at Nolan Lake with some family, enjoying the long Labor Day weekend. So uh, if you can see me right now, I'm sitting on the back patio. As soon as I get off this podcast, I'm going to go put my feet in the water and get on the boat. So uh, absolutely excited about the Kentucky Wildcats' start of the season. Fortunately, won't be there, but uh, I think they'll do just fine without me, and I'll be excited for my for my next home game. So, other than that, I think uh, there's an elephant in the room. He's staring at me. I'm staring back at him. It's inevitable. We got to talk about it, y'all. We got to talk about it. It's what our head coach, John Calipari, said while he was down in the Bahamas um, to an interview regarding his opportunity to upgrade the practice facilities for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball program. I mean,. Let's be honest y'all. If you look at the Kentucky Wildcats basketball practice facility and compare it to the majority of the SEC programs, it's a laughingstock. I mean, it's it's just a gym. It's nothing. And I get it, you know, you what else do they actually need but to be able to recruit John Caleb Perry sees around the corner and we have to have something that flashes, that shows that the Kentucky Wildcats are the pinnacle of basketball, and our current facilities do not do that. So basically, he did an interview and was just talking about how um, he has gotten with Mitch Barnhart, and regardless if he's on board or not, he's going to find a way to pay for it, and he's going to get a new practice facility. While doing that, he made an errant comment um, regarding— Mark Stoops in the Kentucky football program. So basically, all he said, for all of you that are probably aware, he basically said that, hey, who are we kidding? We're a basketball school. We've always been a basketball school. Mark Stoops and company over there, they're doing a great job. You know, I hope they get 10 wins a season. I hope they win bowl games. But at the end of the day, we're a basketball school. Basically alluding to the public that, hey, you know, at the end of the day, we know what brings in the money. We really know what brings in the attention and we need some desperate revamp to our facilities. Mark Stoops did not take lightly to this comment that John Calipari had down in the Bahamas and fired back. Um, This little feud went on for a couple of days. Obviously John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats basketball program was in the Bahamas, so they couldn't exactly squash the beef immediately. So uh, it kind of lingered and it, it became national news and, you know, I'm getting calls and texts from friends. Obviously, I'm close with the program, and they're wondering, you know, is this is this fake news? Are they just doing this for publicity? What's going on here? And, you know, honestly, y'all, at first I thought, 100%, this has got to be fake. There's no way these two are going head-to-head right now. They're great friends. They've always been supportive of each other, and that's been open information. Um, but, you know, John Calipari actually closed it out very nicely with one final interview in the Bahamas where he said, you know, to quote him lightly, basically, that's the Italian in me. I don't always say the smartest thing. I hope uh, Mark Stoops and I can figure this out quickly once I get back uh, stateside and and get back to Kentucky. And, you know, sure enough, Mark Stoops said the same thing. Once he got back, I think they squashed the beef within two minutes. Um, so it's not really that big of a deal. But um, the media, the national media, yeah, they made it a huge deal. Don't get me wrong. All of BBM was writing about it. You know, I heard both sides – you know, we can replace John Calipari any day. We don't need him anymore. He's replaceable. Mark Stoops as in, I mean, gosh, the, it was madness. And, you know, I'm here to kind of give you my two cents and uh, just bring you guys up to speed for those of you that maybe fell asleep the entirety of the month of July. Um, kind of like me and AJ did with this A-OK podcast. But no, actually, we just obviously were taking a break, ramping up. We were working really hard on uh, everything we want to bring you guys for this upcoming football season. And we're really excited about the products that we're going to be bringing out to you guys and all the episodes and, and material. But, uh, you know, when I heard all this news, I hated the sides that were being taken with Mark Stoops versus John Calipari, football versus basketball. I mean, both of them have been doing an incredible job. What John Calipari said, I mean, was he wrong? No, I mean, come on, guys. Let's let's be honest with ourselves. There's no way he was wrong. We're a basketball program. We've got eight national championships. How how are you going to tell me that we're not a basketball school? It's more the way that John Calipari brought in a comment about Mark Stoops and that football program. It wasn't necessary. He knows that it was a mistake. Um, I wish it didn't happen, but I I don't think honestly. The publicity is bad. You learn something in business where no publicity is bad publicity. I think there's a grain of salt in that saying to some degree. But at the same time, you know, national news outlets are talking about the Kentucky basketball football program rivalry right now. And it's a good rivalry considering for years no one would have argued that Kentucky is a basketball school. Now people are willing to argue it because our football program has come so far. That's exciting to me as a fan. As an avid listener and a promoter of these programs, I mean, longer the day is gone that Kentucky football is just a reason to get drunk and go tailgate an SEC football game. <laughs> I mean, come on, y'all. We are up for discussion this year to maybe control the East. Obviously, we really got to go after Georgia, but it's an exciting year. Um, you know, I, I think both coaches are irreplaceable. What Mark Stoop has done for our football program is... Hands down, one of the most impressive college football jobs in the nation within the last decade. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I'm not even being biased. I think most media news outlets would somewhat agree with me here. But, John Calipari, if you think you can just replace him, that's ludicrous. He saved our program from being what Indiana is today. They fell off. They're no longer even in the discussion of a blue blood. We were heading that path, and he brought in one of the greatest recruits that college basketball has seen in John Wall. Which, side note, totally support his most news breaking um, interview about his mental health. We're rooting for you. I hope you have a great year with the LA Clippers. John Wall all day. But, um, you know, John Calipari has done amazing things for this basketball program. And,. You cannot sit here and think, well, we're Kentucky basketball. Anyone could have walked through those doors and did what he did. You're wrong. I promise you, you're wrong. Maybe we'll do a call and I mean, you can go at it, but you're wrong. He has done amazing things for this program, and I will defend him. I, I Honestly, guys, when me and AJ were starting this podcast, when we came up with the idea, we were actually sitting on his couch in his apartment and we were going at each other. And the argument was, how successful has John Calipari been with the Kentucky Wildcats? And we went back and forth, back and forth, you know. And we had a healthy conversation, maybe a little heated. But I I will rest on that hill all day long that John Calipari has done as an exceptional job as anyone in the country with this Kentucky Wildcats basketball program. Um, but, like I said, Let's put this to rest. I am just pumped about both programs. John made a mistake. It's not that big of a deal. They're happy. They're good. They're supporting each other. I hope he gets that facility upgrade that we so desperately need. And I'm ready for the football season. I'm absolutely pumped. Over on the 8.5 wins on the season, guys. Over on the 8.5 wins, I promise you. We're going to get that. But it's time to turn the page. AJ, next episode, like I said, we'll do a pre-look at the season and most importantly, week one against Miami of Ohio. We'll do a deep dive into some of the the notes that we have on the matchups that we're going to be seeing. But now it's time to take a look at our Kentucky basketball program and all the news that we have had over the last month or so. Obviously, as we, we all know, Kentucky went down to the Bahamas, played four games against national programs, and they went four and zero. They did some great philanthropy work down there as well. It was awesome to just see the camaraderie that this team was able to develop over that week down in the Bahamas. It looked like they just had an amazing time, a lot of fun. They ended up averaging wins by fifty point margins over those four games. The last game was the tightest game, where they were only up a few points at halftime. Honestly, John Calipari did an interview after that game, and he got exactly what he wanted. That was on the heels of three straight games. The boys were tired. They played back-to-back days. They had a week of fun in the sun, in the sand, in the water, down in the Bahamas, and he wanted to test their resiliency, and he got exactly what he wanted out that program. They fought back. They ended up winning healthily by... Roughly twenty points, and they showed heart, which is exactly what John Calipari wanted out of his team. He didn't actually coach. For those of you that maybe didn't catch the games, um, you now he coached without coaching. He was up in the stands, but he had a runner um, going back and forth with information he wanted to get to the coaching staff, to the players. So obviously, it's a you know a slight step back from coaching on the floor, but gosh, it was a a great trip. I think uh, most notably, Antonio Reeves comes away from the tournament with the MVP, most valuable player. And I think rightfully so. The kid almost averaged 20 points a game. Um, I think we found out that he is so for real. And when we think about like who he's replacing in those roles, he is an upgrade all day long. And my gosh, I am just pumped to see him. On display this next season. I wouldn't be shocked if he cracks the starting rotation right away. I really loved what I saw. He's confident with his shot. But more importantly, he's never forcing up his shot. I mean, he gets to his spots, he lets the ball and the play come to him. He's playing both ways. I'm very excited about his potential this upcoming season. His scoring efficiency was off the charts. I mean, gosh, he's going to alleviate a lot of pressure for shooting. I mean, what he was doing from three was so impressive. I think a lot of the questions from BBN, from the media, going into the season was, yeah, Kentucky Wildcats, I mean, sure, they're probably a top three, maybe top five program in the nation, but can they shoot from three? I mean, from what I saw in the Bahamas, we'll be just fine from three. We're going to be just fine. Other than that, um, you know, let's talk about the Big O. Let's talk about Oscar. How was his performance? I loved what I saw. Was he averaging 20 points, 20 rebounds a game? No. Nor do I think he's going to do that this year. He doesn't have to. What I loved from Oscar was there was not as much stress on him offensively. We were rotating the ball. We're longer. We're more athletic. We've got players that can score at all three levels. That alleviates a lot of pressure. What I loved and kept seeing from Oscar is we kept posting him well, which we did, I think, a poor job of at times last year. At times, we kept posting him well, and he knew he had to make that first step immediately, whether it was a drop step to the basket and he finishes hard, or he passed out of it so much more efficiently than what AJ and I saw last year. I think that was the biggest concern was at times – don't get me wrong, we're talking about the National Player of the Year, so I'm nitpicking, guys. I'm nitpicking. Don't don't send me messages. You don't know what you're talking about. But at times, Oscar kind of was a black hole. We'd fil- filter it into him down low on the post, and he didn't quite have the vision to find an outlet back at the three line. Oftentimes he'd, you know, make an errant pass, make a turnover, or we'd force up a shot. From what I saw in the Bahamas, he's being way more decisive with the basketball by making that immediate first step that draws the attention of the defense. And then he knows he either needs to go up or filter it back out to three, which oftentimes throughout the Bahamas trip, we saw that. And it was very efficient. I love what I saw. I mean, gosh, he was still close to averaging a double-double. We know he's going to get his. And, you know, he's confident. He did an interview and he said, if we stay together this season, We can win a national championship. And, I, you know, from what I saw, I think the rest of the nation saw it. That's fully capable and within grasp of this Kentucky Wildcats basketball program. Next couple key takeaways, honestly, is Damian and Jacob. Damian Collins, guys. Wow. Wow. What an upgrade from last year to this year's Damian Collins. I mean, the kid had a smooth and confident stroke. He really has learned how to extend the floor, which for a guy that's basically seven foot, that's massive. To draw the defense towards the perimeter, that's going to be huge. He obviously has put on 15 pounds of muscle. He looks great. His shot looks so much more fluent and just confident. I mean, I loved what I saw from Damian affecting both, obviously, ends of the floor. His length, I mean, if we can keep him out there, his length on defense is irreplaceable. It's going to be massive, and then obviously his scoring efficiency looks like it's gone through the roof. So very excited about Damian Collins' this year. And then I think the next biggest piece that we've got to cover is senior year Jacob Toppin. It's scary hours. I mean, it's officially scary hours. This kid is so for real. His bounce is insane, including J- Damian Collins. I mean, he had some, some dunks on some of y'all's heads that were Sports center top 10 plays. I mean, he was just highlight reel after highlight reel. But Jacob Toppin looks incredible. I mean, to look at the development he had from transferring in from Rhode Island, he is going to be for real. He will be in that starting lineup, I think. And oh my gosh, his efficiency has gone through the roof. I'm very excited about the energy he's playing with, the swagger that he's carrying himself with. He's ready for a breakout season. Obviously, he met with, um, you know, some NBA agents in the offseason and front office people and got some feedback. And I, I think you've got a reinvigorated and motivated Jacob Toppin that's ready to hit the league in a year from now. And I think he's going to get there. My gosh, he is just so, so, so exciting. But um, most importantly, most importantly, we added a new recruit for the class of 2022. Yes, this upcoming season. Breaking news. We've got a new recruit. For most of you, you've probably seen it throughout the month of July. This is in um, new news. But the Kentucky Wildcats have added four-star, seven-footer Uganda Kingsley to the Kentucky Wildcats. He is actually on campus now as a semester has started, and he has joined the team in practice. He did not obviously play or attend the Bahamas trip. He made his decision slightly after. But, oh my gosh, what a huge get for the Kentucky Wildcats. We're talking about adding a 7-footer to this roster now. The length and the depth that our team just added is crucial and critical to this entire season. I mean, my gosh, guys, this kid is going to be awesome to have and to develop next to a National Player of the Year award winner and Oscar Shebway. And then you've obviously got just so many pieces now we can rotate and different variations of a roster we can put together. With obviously Lance Ware getting strong minutes, with Damian Collins almost being a seven footer, and like I said, his efficiency going off the chart. With Jacob Toppin being able to slide anywhere, honestly, from the three to four position. It's just, it's massive. <laughs> like, we're very excited to welcome Uganda to the team, um, to the program. It looks like he's going to be a critical piece. Get some very needed minutes, both with Oscar and then replacing Oscar to give him some breathers. I mean, it's an awesome opportunity that John Calipari just added to this roster. I think, you know, most people, if you listen back to, you know, three, four episodes ago from the AOK podcast, me and AJ were talking about, you know, our scoring and our three point level shooting and that we probably needed to address it with one more guard. You know, here's John Calipari in his master class mind. I think he knew what he needed, and he was another big to really rotate in. I think our guards are deep enough. I think we're ready to roll on that front. I think our you know front court needed some, some depth, to be honest. Don't get me wrong. I'm so excited for Lance Ware and what he's going to bring. But he knows his place and that he's probably going to be three-year, four-year player. Ugana. He can come in right now, and he can give us some much-needed minutes off the bench. So very excited about that. Lastly, just want to bring you guys up to speed on the 2023 recruiting trail um, for the basketball program. We do have some news. So the very last episode, actually, AJ and I recorded, we were about a week out from Robert Dillingham making his um, final decision. Breaking news, a month ago, he obviously made his decision. Robert Dillingham is officially a UK Wildcat for the class of 2023. He currently stands um, with two three set or two four seven recruiting. Sorry about that. At the number nine slot in the nation, it's a huge ad. I mean, this guard is going to be awesome. He is very John Calipari esque. I'm excited about what he's going to bring: his physicality, his ability to finish, um, and most importantly, we got another recruit. Number two overall in the nation, y'all. Justin Edwards has climbed the rank in the class of 2023, and he is a beast. I cannot wait to watch him play for the Kentucky Wildcats next year. I mean, that was a huge add for next year's program. Um, right now, as it stands, we have the number two overall recruiting class. Obviously, we previously already have Reed Shepard in that class. And we're closing the doors hopefully soon. On a few more recruits. Obviously, I'm sure all of you are wondering what's up with DJ Wagner. Previously, when we were talking about him, he had swayed his um, crystal ball to Louisville within the last month of us taking this podcast off. Maybe it was luck. Maybe it was a correlation. He has actually swung all the way back. We have him at an 80% crystal ball that he is going to choose the Kentucky Wildcats. That, my friends, is still the number one overall recruit in the class of 2023. We've obviously got some other big names that we're uh, trying to close in on within that class. I think when it shakes out, this could be John Calipari's best recruiting class since he's come to Kentucky. I mean, it is just master class class as far as what he's been able to do and obtain. It looks like he's really hit it hard with a lot of freshmen. Um, it's exciting. I mean, he's just showing that he can still get the job done in the recruiting trail, and I fully believe that. But for now. That is everything that I needed to bring you guys up to speed on. I mean, hopefully not too much to digest. A month's worth of information. Lots to come. An exciting football season shortly on the horizon as the sun sets in the bluegrass state. Tonight, we will wake up and it will officially be game day. We're very excited to walk and run through the season with you guys. There's going to be highs. There's going to be lows. And we're going to be there for it all. We've got a lot of exciting content coming your guys' way. We cannot wait to watch our Kentucky Wildcats football program dominate and hopefully fight for a chance to win the SEC East. Wouldn't that be special? We're going to be here. The AOK Podcast has got you covered for the entire Kentucky football season. We're ready to roll. I hope you guys are too. For now... We'll sign off. I'll pass it over to AJ. He will bring you up to speed on the matchups in tomorrow's game. And we will digest everything Monday morning for another episode of the All Out Kentucky Podcast. Thanks, y'all. Have a good night. There's only one thing left to say. O-C-A-T-S. Cats, cats, cats.